Hello and welcome to the All Access Book Club. I'm Hannah and this episode I will be discussing Our House by Louise Candlish. I just wanted to start by saying I'm recording this between night shifts and I'm in the lounge which leads onto the main road and I've got the fire on so I do apologise for any noises like cars passing by in the background and fires crackling and I also have my gorgeous dog here so sorry about any snoring dog noises as well in the background. So, Our House. Why did I pick this book? I was in Waterstones and I was going through the buy one, get one half price table. And I picked this up alongside The Silent Companion, which was last week's book. And from the synopsis, I thought this was of the same genre, that horror genre. But (laughs) let me read you the synopsis and then I will state my case for making this mistake. On a bright Friday morning in the London suburbs, a family moves into the house they've just bought on Trinity Avenue. Nothing strange about it, except it's your house and you didn't sell it. So this was published by Simon and Schuster. That was their synopsis. So I just want to explain how I got so confused. I was looking particularly for horror books, so I kind of had that in mind. And when I read the synopsis, it sounded like a plot like The Others by Nic- with Nicole Kidman in it. Moving into a haunted house, maybe from the aspects of the ghosts. I don't know. Plus all the reviews were quoted and they were all things like addictive, twisty and terrifyingly possible and terrifically twisty. Anyway, cut a long story short, from the first few lines I realised I picked up a crime thriller. Which is actually my favourite genre, but wasn't exactly what I was going for. I was actually trying to get away from that and try something different. But hey, I started it and boy was I hooked on this book. (laughs) So what did I like best about this book? First question. This plot really was twisty and I loved the way it was written. All present day segments were third person but the events leading up to it were narrated by both Fee, dictated from a podcast, and Bram which was from a word document slash suicide note. God I make it sound like it's real. It's not. It's obviously all part of the story but I found it really interesting because Fee and Bran, the way they tell their stories, they add in their own sort of little lies and deceptions. And when you hear the two together, they unveil each other's lies and cover-ups. I just thought this was a really fantastic way of telling things. The story just starts getting unraveled bit by bit as you're working through. So yeah, I thought that was a fantastic way of writing. What I liked least about the book, there was this one really frustrating moment halfway through where the actions of Bram didn't seem to make any sense anymore. I just couldn't understand what human would put his family through so much to avoid jail, including never seeing them again. I I really started to wonder if I could believe in the the storyline I thought was going to end up writing a review where I was like ugh it just wouldn't happen but the minute I thought it it was cleared up 
the character, all of it was explained and all the faults righted and I believed in him again. I believed in the situation. It's not what I would have done as a person, but Louise Candlish really explains this character of Abraham, whose name is shortened to Bram. So all my qualms were taken away, but I did have a moment where I was like, ugh, ugh, I'm not sure if I can believe in this. Overall, I loved it. The plot was really well thought out and every character choice was explained at some point. I also loved the sense of the crimes committed eventually catching up with the perpetrators, that no one, however clever they thought they were or they how cleverly they tried to cover their footsteps, they always got caught out at the end. I just, I think it was really well written. Really, really good. For the film slash TV, I think it would be a brilliant BBC miniseries. I think they should snap it up. It would be one of those, like, Dr. Foster things, and they would have Twitter exploding of, oh, my God, how could they? How can you do this? I just think it would work really well. My choice of casting, really loud car, then. Blimey. I mean, it's about 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) Sorry. Turning into an old lady. So, back to the character choices. I would pick Billy Piper, possibly, for Fee. She has done a range of things. I loved it in Doctor Who. I I mean, I love Doctor Who anyway. Love the new Doctor. Um, (laughs) But in Doctor Who, she played wide-eyed and joyful most of the time. She did have some very weepy moments. She was recently in Collateral, also on BBC, where she played a single mum who was a little bit cheeky a little bit frustrated she liked a little bag of weed with her pizza which all played into the plot and she's also played like super posh and girlish in Mansfield Park I just don't know if there's anything that she hasn't done I think I think she's fantastic for Bram now I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this properly Ian Grufford Someone will have to correct me on that, but that's the best I can do. Again, he has done a huge range of stuff, from Fantastic Four to Titanic. He even popped up playing a suave gentleman in Unreal, which I love. I think that programme's great, and it's on Amazon Prime at the moment. His character is described as having matinee idol looks, which the actor has, but he's also not supposed to be young. I think he would be perfect for it. For the character of Mike, who also has another name but without giving the plot away, Russell Tovey. He was in History Boys, Pride, Being Human, Little Dorrit, Him and Her. He has been in absolutely loads and he's played loads of characters. His character must be able to win over people as well as being evil and aggressive and I think Tovey would nail it. I mean, the man played a werewolf. He can do it. For Merle, who's always in the present day, she very rarely pops up in past events. I would have Sheridan Smith. Like all these fab British actors I've picked, she has done loads from Gavin and Stacey to Funny Girl on West End. She was the maid in Hysteria. She was hilarious. She played Scylla in the biopic. She herself is known for being feisty and full of feeling, just like Merle. I think... It would be fantastic. Again, BBC, you need to take this one on. It's great. 
Compared with the last few books, it was almost as good as 13. The plot may not have been as twisty, but it was still really well thought out. All bases were covered. I had no questions at the end, unlike The Silent Companions from last week, which was rather holy. But the author does have a good number of books out, all of which seem to have been reviewed really well. They're listed all on her website, which is www.louisecandlish.com. And I would definitely delve into them. I will definitely be picking up another one of her books. I was also really excited to see that Fee's podcast, The Victim, has been recorded as a cheeky little one-off and it is on the website. So I checked that out as well. So that's it for this book. Next week it will be November and I'm branching out into different areas. I haven't really explored much. So I'm going to do non-fiction November. I have read a few autobiographies or listened to them on audiobook. But this is the first time I've really like gone headlong into non-fiction. The first book I will be starting with is Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lies, which is a compilation of essays put together by Scarlett Curtis. I've also recently finished The Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb on audiobook. And my friend Dave recommended it to me. So I thought it was only right to get him to join me for that post and podcast. So listen out for that as well. Well, thank you very much for listening to the All Access Book Club. If you would like to discuss this book or make recommendations to me, please, please, please visit the blog at theaabc at blogspots.com. Thank you very much.